Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of Queer Tales. This week, I am joined by Kate Murphy, David O'Connor, and Kiro O'Hanlon. And the topic for this week is part one, hashtag Ask Grinder. The reason that it is part one is because our interview was too long, so I've split it up into two parts. So episode 11 will be the same guests talking about a different topic. So for hashtag Ask Grinder, we took a question to the people of Grinder with faceless profiles to ask them for their reasoning as to why they have the faceless profiles. Uh, we built out a graph from the data that we pulled from this. So if you'd like to check that out, you could head on over to at QueerTalesPod on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. So on to the interview. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, welcome back, Kate, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank you. Am, I the, am I the only person with two people oh, yeah. this podcast? You were the first returning guest. That was rude. So, yeah. So the first question, I suppose, this time, because I didn't announce your names, there's three of you here. Um, just give your names, uh, your gender, pronouns, and sexuality. So, Kate, do you want to go first? Because you have done this before. Okay. My name is Kate Murphy. I take a sheer that whichever you like, and I think masculine features sexuality. Yeah, so it's okay. It doesn't go with straight because she's just too cool. Um, <laughs> too cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love you. Um, just say that for the guests. That's recorded. Yeah. This is oh, here. yeah. <laughs> My ringtone now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are you eating the cream egg from earlier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we all got one cream egg each case. That's, that's Kate's one. Right? my one. Oh, wait, well, yeah. the one I had one beforehand as well. But yeah. So there was actually five cream eggs, and then Kate decided that she ate one that everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. So fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll do my intro. This is Kira. Um, I, I'm a cis female, and I go by she/her pronouns, mm-hmm. and I am straight. Yes, we allow them on the podcast now. Yes. <laughs> it's free, gone downhill, it's gone to dogs. Um, run out of guests. <laughs> all, all seven people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community in Ireland. This is episode 10. Never mind. Okay, so it's twice on guests. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm David. I'm a cis male. I'm... I go, I go by him or he. He, him, yeah. Yeah, he, him, and I'm straight. However, I would like to preface the straight bit with saying that... Me and David had sex once, so I can just... We haven't, by the way. What <laughs> happens in bad I want to start the rumour. <laughs> Question, David. Are you super straight? I'm, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I, I, like, similarly how you would super like a Bjor on Tinder, I super like... Being straight. No, what I was going to say is like, I, I, I would prefer like, I'm open to the possibility that tomorrow morning I would run across a guy that I'd like fall head over heels for. Already happened in. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what the argument of super straight is. Super straight okay. is someone who, for, sorry, from my vast research on nine gag this week while scrolling through the hot page. Oh, nine gag. Is that, uh, yeah, it's not a word. Is that super straight people think that the only like, the opposite gender that was born as the opposite gender. Yeah, like they they're assigned gender at birth is the gender they stated. Yeah, they're yeah, oh. transitionary. Oh yeah, no, that's not me. 
You sure, Dave? You I, sure? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually an intervention. It's not the Career Tales podcast at all. No, what I was going to say is, um, like, while I identify as straight, I'm not like a, because guys are gross, oh my God. I'm like, oh, like I've never been in a relationship or been attracted to guys, but I'm open to the possibility of being scraped off my feet. When you were younger, because we were discussing that, like uh, when you ha- when you're a child, you have a crush on the same gender. Is it more to do with identity and like liking the way the person looks and wishing you would like them? You ever had anything um, like that? Any crushes? I don't think so. Um, Elvis Presley. No, would be the closest, but that's like a. Really? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like no, that's that's like the. Um, oh wow! I I I can sing his songs on karaoke as as a child. <laughs> that that's like the extent that's of the. I like James Blunt because I could say I knew the lyrics to "You're Beautiful." Yeah, that that's the that's the equivalent of James how, Blunt is actually quite androgynous, so I could see. You see me getting with him. Really? Well, I, I, can see, I can see David treating James Blunt well. But yeah, no, I think like asking David these questions is the same as that person who asked me those questions of like, oh, but like if a girl came along and like you just really fell for her, <laughs> which the only answer to that is like, well, sure, if I really fell for her, then yes. But that won't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but I think but I think for me, I'm like it has yet to happen. Mm. But maybe. Whereas with you, it's very much um, I, I I've lived as a straight inverted commas or air quotes person. Yeah. yeah nice. Um, and and then you're like, oh wait, no, that's not me. I'm I am gay. Yeah. For for me, I suppose it's like a, I, 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 I'm, I'm a straight person. <laughs> Uh, I've yet to come across the oh my god I really like this this male person or whatever so I'm open to the possibility it hasn't yeah. happened yet I think um, it's worth it's, I think it's worth being like acknowledging that because like, the difference between you and Luke is that like Luke lives in a society that is constantly pushing for you to be heteronormative hmm. so it's like it's almost like when you're younger you're going against the grain by like living mm-hmm. your own individual truth whereas yeah. that's why it's Luke doesn't have to kind of follow through that thought experiment because he's already had to do it yeah 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 that's what I'm saying yeah but uh, I like uh, I like Kate's way of defining it like when I say gay I also mean like male presenting people but I, yeah I think that's a good way of doing it as like a way going forward rather than having like going into our little queer theory world Kate rather than having a gender defined we just say male presenting and the whole idea of expression rather than so you have expression and you have like genitalia but there's no such thing as gender because as Kate loves to say gender is a construct <laughs> As well as evil and uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> the Celts. America is a construct, I believe, as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I would like, yes. <laughs> Let's All nations are construct. Uh, also, this is a bit of a plug for the OnlyCans podcast. Um, I'm sure Luke will link this somewhere in his link tree. Well, we'll see. To, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, okay, so diving in. Oh, I suppose, yeah, we'll start with the hashtag Ask Grinder segment, which is a new segment that we are doing once off. Yeah, I think that it's definitely a valuable source of data. Yeah. Like, actually, one thing I'll just say I was very surprised with was how 
much you got from the questions you asked. I was actually really impressed by how open the community was. Yeah, because there was definitely like a couple of one word answers, but so many of them like gave context to what they their reasoning was. Yeah, it was actually a really positive experience. It really, yeah, like yeah. which is the thing because like Grindr has such like a negative view, but doing this was like, oh wow, this is like such a nice community. <laughs> so so um, imagine I don't already know what were you doing. With the oh, yeah, because yeah. well, I'll be posting this up beforehand, so they'll probably see it. Um, but yeah, so we were looking at the reasons for faceless profiles on Grinder because a number of people, well, not a number, I think there was like two, um, but uh, yeah, two episodes that came up that like there's a lot more faceless profiles than what there seemed to have been even just a couple of years ago. And we were kind of wondering, like, what's the motivation for people to have a faceless profile? Why are so many people doing it now? And I suppose a lot of it kind of makes sense. So I would have put out the pie chart already on social media, so you can check that out. If not, we will tell you some of the kind of big ones. Firstly, out of all the people that I messaged, nearly half responded. Which is a huge response rate. Which is a huge response rate for for people who are... For like a cold... Yeah, a cold message out of nowhere. Mm. And it really was. I mean, like we we came up Mm. with the the question in what, five or ten minutes the wording? And then within within 20 minutes, you'd gotten back like majority of the replies, I think. Oh, well, I did like two Mm. more days of it after that. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah, just to reach out to more people. See, if it doesn't happen in front of me, I just assume it doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very egocentric that way. It's like the Truman Show, we're just like hired actors. We were discussing this before the podcast, but um, I would have assumed that. 50% 50% of the responses would have said because these were people who were not out of the closet or yeah. were perhaps living in Dublin and coming back to court because of the pandemic. And that I, would have been my yeah. my assumption about it. And I just think that's really interesting compared to what we ended up getting, getting back. back. People. Like yeah. I, I would have assumed there would have been a higher number of people that are just not out. If they want to be anonymous on a gay dating app, I would have assumed it would have been... Like, oh, what, 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 like, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind as to why you would do that? Because you're not out here. That you're, or the yeah. age thing we were talking about. Or so I would assume thing, yeah. it would have been like, I don't know if catfishing is too harsh a term, but I suppose mm. presenting yourself as maybe being slightly younger than what you are, so not putting up a picture. Mm. Yeah. Or perhaps yeah. if you're in a certain profession where you felt, you felt uncomfortable with the general public, like you're not necessarily in the closet, but you just don't feel comfortable. Let's say if you're a teacher... Um, in a secondary school yeah. and you don't want mm-hmm. something and a couple of just come back to me and say that as well absolutely yeah, yeah. So. they were like oh I've seen kids from my school on this so it's just better for me to have a faceless profile which perfectly yeah, fair yeah I totally yeah. Yeah. And, yeah the majority of the reasons were perfectly fair like all of them I was just like oh all of these make sense so I really can't be going like oh there's too many faceless profiles on Grindr anymore <laughs> <laughs> I support you all <laughs> so break it down for us what were the reasons you got yeah so we broke it down in, well I broke it down into five different categories so we have privacy not out self-conscious uh, anonymity and control so the three that kind of cross over which were kind of harder to define than anything else was privacy anonymity and control so privacy for the responses for that one was if they said straight up privacy which a lot of them did um, or if they're a private person doesn't want to be seen by specific people or personal preference that was kind of what I put as privacy. Anonymity was the ones that, like, they enjoy the anonymity. They're doing it for the purpose of being anonymous, where they don't want the details of the other person. The other person doesn't need the details of them. And it's very much around, like, hookup culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then control was the ones that kind of, it would depend on the terminology. It was very similar to privacy, but 
it was the ones who kind of said that they specifically didn't want to receive unwanted messages or to be the one to start the conversations and to kind of have the control of over, over who sees who they are. Like they probably will mm-hmm. send a picture, but they want to make sure that they know who they're dealing with first. Yeah. I suppose, um, like, what, what were you saying about it being an legitimate profile? So at least you get to have a conversation with the person before you then share any private share. information. Yeah. So, which is a, a, another level of security, and I can totally understand where someone's yeah. coming from in that respect. Um, so the most common one was the privacy one. So if you look at the, so the O-or is out of respondents. So this is probably the best one to look at. Um, and that's... 41% is always answer. Dave doesn't have his glasses on. <laughs> yeah, 41% of respondents. I like that Kate moved in as well. Um, <laughs> I can't for, see anything. Yeah, so we're looking at the graph that I showed you. But the laptop's really far away. Yeah, o, o slash or. So it's the bottom one. Oh, yeah, 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 it's 41%. So privacy was 41%. So that was, we'll say, two fifths of the, the crowd. Not out was. What does O slash or stand for? All respondents. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. The next one then is control with 20%. So that's another fifth. And then not out at 19%, which you were the one that was the one that you were saying you were surprised it wasn't 50%. Yeah, I would have guessed at least half. Yeah. Which, yeah. So I, I explained this beforehand, but there's like the context of some of them said that they were, they were bisexual, but they were in a heterosexual relationship. Uh, so that one, it's, unclear as to whether they are out as to whether it was a conceptual thing like that their partner knows about them being on the app but they're keeping that level of privacy or yeah because there was a couple as well that were married so yeah it's, it's kind of hard to tell like they could yeah be more. it's hard to distinguish between like individuals in an open relationship versus people who are just um yeah because it was very much the reason that they gave me the reason that a lot of them gave me in terms of that was like oh like bisexual and discreet, but in a heterosexual relationship or married and discreet. So I put those as privacy, but they yeah. could be not out as well. So it's hard to I would assume they were probably in open relationships because I think if you were if you were looking to have an extramarital relationship, you'd probably probably be more sketchy about it. You probably wouldn't respond to a question, but like I would that's, assume that's that my wife's girlfriends have somehow got onto Tinder or got onto Grindr and been trying to like find my profile. I don't know. I would be like, hard, which is probably why I'd never cheat just because I'd be really shit at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think initially I got those messages and I was just like, oh, it's kind of, kind of a shame that they're on here cheating and like that. And but that they might not be. Big, yeah, it was a kind of bigoted view and the fact that like guys But said, we do. I think as a, as a society, we, we have very close-minded views about open relationships and they might seem out of the norm but a lot of people do have them do have those type of relationships and i think they don't want to have to justify them to their friends or families so it's it's kind of done in a set with secrecy but that doesn't necessarily mean the partner doesn't know and if i had to guess if they're responding to a random question from a random profile about yeah a faceless profile i would just i don't know I i would just ignore the message if i was I don't know. It, it depends on the person. Maybe some people would give that fuck. Yeah, but I like, yeah, when I think of the scenario, if they were, yeah, no, I, I think the same, like the fact that they replied, if it was kind of like that they're using this for cheating, you think that they'd be like, oh shit, why is this person messaging me? They yeah, that panic would be my and That's what I would think. And like, obviously we don't know, but it kind of makes me think like, oh, then this very much could be a consensual thing. And I just took a poor point of view from the beginning. Yeah. Then, yeah, so like we have... Anonymity was the smallest one. That was 8%. And then self-conscious was 12%, which I... That was the one that I thought was lower than what I would have expected. 
which I'm glad to hear. That yeah, okay. Yeah. But you see, I think that people who are self-conscious might not say it up front and they might have just been the ones that said privacy. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thinking about it. I think if you're body conscious or or like just have low self-esteem in general. Yeah. Is it not more stressing to not have a photo up there up on your profile and then have one requested from you? I prefer like if it was me, mm. um, like for instance, anytime I've ever used Tinder or Bumble, I always make sure there's one kind of unflattering photo of me with no makeup on. Yeah. I want them to know straight up what they're getting into. This is the so, deal. Yeah, because yeah. like, I, I have such fucked up scenes. I'm like, if, if they've matched, they already know. They already know what I look like and I'm not going to have to worry about it. And like, that's how I like, rash- like I rationalize it myself. It's like, don't be self-conscious because they already see me. It's all right. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think on, on Bumble and Tinder, there's just no way, I don't think you can really use the apps. I actually think on Bumble, if you don't have a picture of yourself up there, you can't use the app properly because you there's verification now yeah. uh, to make sure it's you. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't, I would, like, I don't know, I find it difficult. I think if I was, like, more body conscious, I would find it harder to have no photo up and then have to share one. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's a good point. So that actually makes sense to me thinking about it. Yeah, you, you could say that um, you want to get to know the person to an extent, like get, get like chatty, like, hey, how are you? Know what kind of person they are, what they're looking for before you share the photo. Hmm. So if they're looking for like... But aren't you wasting your own time then because... Yeah, because what do you mean? What you're looking for? Well, but, but that that's it. Like you might uh, not want the critique of everyone on Grinder to kind of look at you and be like, oh, whatever. But if you message someone and they're like, hey, I'm looking for this, and you're like, oh, that fits the criteria of what I am. Like, so win them over with the personality and send them a picture. No, but like, oh, I I don't know how to phrase this, and I don't really know how Grinder works in the terms of like. I, don't know, I suppose culture around it in terms of messaging and stuff, but okay, yeah, like you can my, see everyone's profile my, at all times. Yeah, you can see everyone yeah, that's that around point. you. I know that much, but like in terms of if you were to, if I had a blank profile mm-hmm. and I was like, I have a blank profile because I'm insecure about how I look. Yeah, and then I talk to someone. You look fine. <laughs> Thank you. I that, guys. You know, I needed that today. <laughs> um, uh, and then I start messaging someone, and someone's like, "Hey, I don't know. Uh, are you big? Okay. Like big muscles, or this, this is big? This bordering on homophobic. But but it's like you talk to someone and you get an idea of like what it's like, oh I, I like this person or I, I I I trust this person enough to show a picture because this person is looking for a chat or something like that, rather than Hey, come over there now, straight away. Because what you've but told wouldn't me it, about wouldn't it be wouldn't it freak you out then if you'd had this big conversation with someone you super like them and they're just like you're getting on great, and then you have to send a picture and then you have to wait to see if like I think that that changes the power dynamic mm. and then there's like the sense of like will they approve and I'm like I don't want anything to do with that type of power dynamic I want I I'm way more into like just being upfront and like take your leave it kind of attitude. Mm. I suppose for me anyway, but actually like- not to cut across, but like. <laughs> and Tinder, you don't have to see everyone's profile constantly. Yeah. So 
So there is a difference, I suppose, in you that know, respect. Kind of it's not a liking thing. It's a yeah. It's just yeah. it's like a community page. Yeah. Um, Sorry for cutting you off, David. I forgive you just this once. If you do it again, and I swear to fucking God, you'll never get work in this town again. Uh, but I do think, yeah, that's like a great thing about Grinder is the way that works in the community sense, but also it's cut also in a way it's big as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like a lot of the responses for privacy was people saying that their pictures were stolen or they've heard of other people's pictures being stolen, um, or they've gotten horrible messages if they've had a picture up just from people being dicks. Um, a lot of trans people who, they, yeah, there was only a few trans people who responded, but those who responded each kind of had that similar situation. Oh yeah, one of them sent me, sent me like a, a full detailed story about it. Um, the few trans respondents were a lot more vocal, I think, than the average respondent, which I think is really encouraging because it shows that mm they're having a different experience on mm. on these online platforms and they're really willing to share them because yeah. it's difficult. Like that issue you were talking about earlier about... Um, the ones who thought she was being fetishized. Yeah, yeah, that must yeah. be difficult. That, that like, I don't know, from the offset, you might think that, oh, how, how amazing. I mean, mm. I'm so popular. But in actual fact, that means that you're kind of battling your own self-image because people aren't seeing you for you. Yeah, like mm. the... The way it was phrased in their message was that they were very much being objectified. And yeah, like some of the first opening messages they were getting was people being like, I want to do all of this, 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 and this to you. And it was highly sexual. And like, yeah, you get that in Grindr where some of the opening messages can be sexual. But it sounded worse than anything I'd experienced mm. in terms of like the messages And the frequency I got. was probably higher as well from yeah. the way that person spoke. So for them, then it became like a privacy thing, a protection thing, because they'd also had stalkers, because uh, Grindr as well kind of works on that distance-based thing, that if you really did try, like it works on a, um, a radius, a radius distance, yeah. but if you really did try, you could technically stalk, stalk someone with it. And this person had experienced that way. They, they said that they kept noticing the person getting closer, who was sending them these really horrible messages. That's really scary. Them. Yeah. That's really scary. Yeah. Have you ever experienced anything like that? No, like I'm usually on the other side. <laughs> You're looking for the people. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's, uh, you know what, I have to say, I don't know if that person's going to listen to this, but that was really brave um, sharing that. And mm. I think mm. like it adds a really valuable narrative because one of the things I was really surprised about was hearing that photos were being taken from Grindr and being used to make fake profiles. Yeah. And that astounded me because the, the gay community in Cork is so small. Yeah. That it, I just, I think maybe Dublin, I could somewhat understand how someone might get away with that. But in Cork, it just seems like its primary use would just be to harass somebody. And then mm. I'm wondering, is that a bigger problem than we realize? I'd love to hear from more people about that if they've had personal experience, because that's yeah. just like such a private form of harassment. Mm. Some of them did come back to say that that's what was done. Like people were making fake profiles, people were making fake profiles of them who knew them or were messing with them. But like, in a horrible way, not like friends messing, like David when he made his bend over page. Yeah. <laughs> <For a while. laughs> I forgot about that. that that's the, um, the, the making the, I suppose, 
until someone like sent him a dick pic and then he took that. Yeah, that's so to put context into that, it was like a long time ago, like five, yeah. six years ago now. I still think it's funny. Um, oh, it's, it is still funny. Yeah. Like, like, don't, don't get me wrong. I think there's an undercurrent of uh, homophobia to that, if you ask me. No, so like, um, what we used to do is um, anytime Luke would go on Grinder, I think, we were, like, I think he was waiting to see what would happen, just mm. in case. Got <laughs> yeah, scared. Yeah. Didn't know. <laughs> um, but, so Luke would um, download Grinder. Uh, you'd be on Grinder, <laughs> and we would kind of like open it up at a pub, see like who's the closest person. And, so, and sometimes, <laughs> no, and sometimes it would be like ten meters away. Yeah. Sometimes it would be like fifty meters away or whatever. And we thought it was like a fun, like oh my god, like if he has a picture up, we'd be like oh is he around or whatever. In like a really in it, like oops, gay. He, he, yeah, we he, rarely looked for the picture. It was usually we took their profile names, which. As people of Grinder who are listening, like I'm one of the few people who has my name up as like my profile name. Most is bent over. emojis. Or <laughs> there's been a bent over or two on it, um, yeah. or something else. Like I think there's one who's nearby now, and I don't know. I won't say. Oh that my gosh, something like um, sexy time, and then the, the <laughs> Albertine emoji. Yeah, or something like the that. Albertine and that squirty one that comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, the squirty one is the water droplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, squirt, squirt water droplets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I did is I thought it'd be really funny because we we did that for like months. Um, I downloaded Grinder and made a profile like bend over, uh, all looking for a tall six foot three <laughs> man to take me. Something, something like yeah, that. Six yeah. foot three. It was very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six foot three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like he made the page to try and get to me. To me and, then, I, I mean, and then the goal was going to be when we played that game, Luke would open it and see like, you know, 10 centimeters away. Or something like that. It was going to be hilarious. Um, but then I think I, I think I like opened my phone to reply to a text. Oh, and, and I saw Grinder on my phone, and you were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shit!" I need, I need to go clear this. So I never got the chance to do that. Joke, so bad saying it now, but no, it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. It was like, to mess with me, and like that's fine. Yeah. Um, and he, it was specifically to mess with Luke, not to the wider LGBTQ plus. You, you didn't have your own picture on the profile. No, he was, oh, was given as a blank one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to say you could have been teasing the boys in uh, Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> I still get stopped on the streets. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some really interesting stories that came out of like that little research project as some of them are calling it and I was like I don't even call this research <laughs> that's a qualitative research collection yeah I suppose anyway I went over yeah some of them with you oh really quickly I mean like yeah very quickly we just read over them uh, there's definitely a few more that I should probably go back to and just kind of get the f- full details of what they had said but yeah like the privacy ones it was usually coming from that's why I separated like privacy and anonymity was the privacy ones were either a simple thing of their work uh, so there was a there was a couple of guards there was a couple of teachers and stuff like that where it was just the guards is interesting because mm. I, the, the teacher thing I understand because if you're working with kids who are kind of on the cusp of being adults and are using these apps yeah that's different to being a guard what's the issue with I suppose you're a public figure in a way or some sense so don't or another. be gay hmm? so don't be gay are the um, guards not very good? Just, not even that, but like just because what a number of them had said as well is they don't like being recognized from Grinder yeah. out in person, which is fair because you don't know these people usually. 
but we still kind of all know each other yeah. to recognize. And it's, some people are uncomfortable to be recognized. I don't mind it. I always say hi to people if I recognize them from Grindr, even though I've never talked to them. Um, guys on Tinder, though. Hmm? There's guards on Tinder. Yeah, but I feel like Tinder. That's it's the other thing about them. Rep- like, the reputation that Grinder has. Yeah. So that was another reason that you ran through with me. That like mm-hmm. um, that like a lot of people are like, oh my my profile's blank because I don't want to be known to be on this app. Yeah. Whatever. Which I'm like that negative connotation of um, Grinder. Like what? So people kind of view it as like Grinder's the hookup app, Tinder is the dating app. So if you're on Grinder, you're just looking for sex. That's all they're looking for. Tinder is a t- Tinder is a is a hookup app that is that's, that's the, the clientele has like so many people now have Tinder that it's ultimately become both. Mm. And I kind of feel mm. like people have met each other on Grinder. So like I don't, I don't know about other places, but I know in Cork that Tinder for gay people in Cork is very much like oh this is where you go to chat and date and mm-hmm. yes of course hookups will still happen from there as well. Um, but Grinder is like the one where it's like oh, this is what this is for. Even though I don't use it that way, a lot of people don't use it that way, but there is just a name to it and a lot of people are kind of ashamed of it. Okay, well, that's probably different then. I see, I just kind of feel like Grindr is, it's for both. I would have just assumed yeah. that you, you, the, that's you the, meet people for hookups and that you can turn to something else. Yeah, it's just, I'd say like the people that you come in contact would be me or like Rian and stuff who would all use it in this way where we're like, it is for both. Yeah. Uh, but not for everyone and it does have like a name attached to it, which is kind of like a worldwide name attached to it. Yeah, that's probably fair then if someone who's a guard just feels uncomfortable with being on it for that reason. Because yeah. yeah, that was my only, because I, I just think that Grindr is one of the only dating apps for gay men that's just for gay men yeah that's isn't it because you guys talked about that previously uh, there's scruff oh there was gaydar that was like an older one i think it's still going but most people don't use that anymore mm-hmm. i think that's the story three that i know so grinder is probably the most popular most well, popular. the most like widely used yeah. moment. so like for me i would just assume because it's one of the only dating apps or hookup apps that's solely for gay men that mm. it would serve multiple purposes I would think that as well. Um, and it, like, it definitely does get used in both ways. And I feel like in Cork, probably more so maybe than in other countries, but I think it kind of has a bad name in our new, like interconnected world mm-hmm. of social media and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I that's kind of just spreading into our society where like people know, oh, Grindr is only for this. Yeah. Then I can understand why someone who, depending yeah. on the profession, might just feel a little bit uncomfortable with um, having the information out there. Yeah. And then some other people, it was that there were quite a few people actually were just recently out of relationships um, and they were like, oh, I just that's, don't want to be seen on this yet. That's which what is, I did not think of. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense. It's like, oh, you don't want to be on Tinder too soon. Like, sorry, Kate, David's on it. It's like, Kate's been on it for years. That's <laughs> sure <laughs> Just pause the profile. <laughs> But yeah, like that one, I was like, oh, like, yeah, of course. Like, you don't want to be seen. It's like, just being, it's being a bit sensitive, I suppose. Just yeah. making sure that, like, the other person doesn't think you've moved on immediately, even if maybe you have. Yeah. And, like, jumping onto a dating app straight after a breakup is not an unhealthy thing to do. That's just how some people cope. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it depends on the breakup and as well in the relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't judge. I think that's really up to the individual. So but I just think it's nice as well when, when you they can were, be sensitive. Yeah, you know, they're really conscientious just to be like, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, you don't need to see right. that I'm on this. 
Yeah, so like there was a number of reasons and like all of them, literally every single one, I was like, this is valid, this is valid, this is valid. So yeah, like I don't know what the point of this research was as to like, oh, how do we... Re- it's actually, interesting. Yeah, I suppose some of it was like, how could Grindr kind of go about making Grindr better for people? So like particularly for the ones who didn't feel safe or comfortable or who felt like they were getting their pictures stolen and that's all that's going to happen. Like there's a number of ways to address it. Do you think there should be, even if you want to have a faceless profile, that you should have to offer some photo verification? Because um, for like for the purposes, just the app. yeah, just for the the app in regards to the fact that some of the trans respondents and a few of the people were talking about issues of safety and harassment. Yeah. I would think, that yeah, some sort of verification yeah, would be is that in order to report the... I think if you know that you, you've you had to send a photo or some form of, like, verification to mm. the app, you're less likely to misbehave on the app. Yeah. One of the other suggestions that someone actually gave was um, a screenshot notification. A very simple thing where, like, if you screenshot someone else's photo, they'll get a notification mm. about it. Because that can be a huge deterrent, even, like, when I think yeah, of Snapchat. Yeah. I wouldn't screenshot because I'm like, oh... They're going to yeah. get a notification if I do they this. They know I do this. Yeah. Yeah, I did this, yeah. Because I, I suppose maybe some people might just feel comfortable with sharing a photo regardless of who it's going to, whether it's another user or mm. the app yeah. itself. But no, I just think this is really interesting. I mean, these questions kept popping up in the last Something few podcasts episode. you did, so yeah. they're relevant questions. And I think the dialogue you've created through asking these questions on Grindr will raise more questions. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it's like grounding theory. You'll just keep on seeing the same themes pop up again. Mm. And I think like, the best thing for me for it was because like I've definitely had like an ups and downs with Grinder where I'm like, oh, it's the worst app in the world, and yeah. all the times I'm like, fucking love Grinder. Um, that's this, that's the reality of dating though. Like everyone's the that, same. Yeah, exactly. But this is like getting to see the positive of the community, the amount of people that actually replied and replied so like so. Yeah, nicely. I was really like, if that's not a good um, recommendation for Grinder, it's like yeah. the amount of people who really went out of their way to like answer your question. Like, yeah, yeah, like I were talking about like reams and reams of text were sent back to you by certain individuals, and I just mm. thought that was a really positive thing. Yeah. Was your picture on the profile that asked the question? Yeah, yeah, I just want a normal profile. Yeah, Kate's saying, "Oh, that's why." <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They replied to me for that reason, but all of them, like, it was very much they replied. I said thanks very much, or I, if depending on like how much they kind of sent me, I'd kind of reply to what they had said, and then that that was it. Like, there was no nothing. Like, people were just like, "Oh, just replying because we have an interest in this person," which is always kind of my worry with like. I was thinking of like, oh, could we do an Ask Tinder? Because you have to match with those people. Mm. That's a tough mm. one to do. It's a bit different. Like, would I have to just swipe right on everyone with a new profile? And but then even then, it's still only going to be the people who would be looking at me in a certain way. Yeah. So it's kind of a yeah. bias to it automatically. Grinders in a unique position in that sense that you can message everyone. Yeah. It's just near you, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Unless they block me. But... I was going to say, did that happen? It's not probably at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the next point, which will kind of be the title of the episode, which is uh, sexual performance. Prior to that, I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I needed to burp so badly for that last bit. By the way, I thought. So, do you remember when you first got Tinder? We used to like yell out names of girls on Tinder when we were like that you match with Tinder. I mixed up that story with the grinder story, so I actually said you were outing people. That I was what? That you were outing people. 
Because oh. <laughs> I mixed up. So Kate, when he first got Tinder, I like absolutely thought it was horrid. I was like, oh my God, no. Meeting people through apps on your phone sounds like mm. prostitution. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> so like when David... What would your mother think? When David would match with girls, if we were out somewhere, mm. I would like... We would be like scream their scream names. their name and yeah. see if they would like. Be, oh, yeah. If it was like within a kilometer, we would, we would be like, "Hey, we're in a pretty busy bar, maybe they're around or something." Mm-hmm. And like, they were never there. It was just kind of the joke was is that like Tinder had given us this new power to like know the name of someone who was nearby who was interested in David. Yeah. So I actually, when yeah. David started telling the story about downloading Grinder, for some reason I mixed up those two stories and I was like, "Yeah, we never called it like gay guys' names." <laughs> <laughs> Aubergine. So, <laughs> yeah. but you might have to edit that out because I, I made it sound like you were outing people quite different. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not editing this one, so Luke, oh, Luke is oh, do you control. not edit, edit all of them? No, Luke does queer tales. Oh, I do. Queer tales. I do. I guess. I thought that was very funny that I started like with the the. guess. Oh, is that what you said? Big thank you to David, Kira, and Kate. Uh, as you can tell, we had a good laugh. We had a couple of drinks before doing this, so hence why it went on for so long. Uh, this is just the first part of the interview. The one next week, we will be talking about sexual performance. If you'd like to see the graph that we discussed this week, you can head on over to at Queer Tales Pod on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. As always, if you have any feedback, topic suggestions, or if you'd like to volunteer as a guest, you can always message me on those social media accounts, or you can email me at queertalespodcast at gmail.com. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you're excited to hear the remainder of that interview next week. As always, be sound, be loud, be proud. See you all next week.